1: latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man, grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington.
0: Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia, among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's
1: anger and dark talk of looming conscience. Senator Rand was
2: allegedly
0: assaulted at
1: We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the
3: country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is working with them. We've got to take our country back. We've got
1: to be on We also, also worry that civil, civil, war? civil, civil war? war could be on the way back. He's He's
0: there appears a rapidly spreading virus, virus has reached our Australia. That's the right problem. He's
1: not the only one. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you, you what. I'll tell you century. what. Somebody's got to do something about anti.
3: Her son, nineteen-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. He
1: was Over of Afghanistan now inevitable.
3: No, it is not.
0: It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly
2: wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on. China urging it its citizens not to travel abroad in struggles the to contain the virus.
1: We will be standing up Let's Christmas, Christmas on Island as a quarantine. <laughs> Go Brandon, I agree. <laughs> hey, by the
3: way, we're now banned from entering the country.
1: Christmas on a much drywall area. Name three things that don't hang themselves. It's...
3: Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison. And Tulsi Gabbard has announced that she's leaving the Democrat Party. Now, she was a former DNC co-chair. Uh, she was the one of the Democratic uh, hopeful front runners in 2020. She was somebody, actually, I kind of threw my hat behind for a minute. But, uh, I don't know. I got questions about her personally. So we'll be going over the story about her finally coming to this decision to leave the Democrat Party. Now she's not registering as a Republican or anything, so there is a question of party allegiances now. Personally, I would prefer it if she just remained partyless and did her own thing. A lot of people are saying they want her to come over to the Republic or come over to the uh, Libertarian Party. I don't know. I just, I got personal questions, concerns about Tulsi Gabbard, but we'll get to that later. I have a news article to read to you and she actually announced this be- so before her video here that they have up she was doing a-, a live stream with Joe Rogan and she told him on the live stream that her big announcement she's going to be doing uh the fo- the day after the after she was on Joe Rogan is that she's leaving the Democratic party now these episodes they're filmed like 4 or 5 days in advance to, to my understanding Joe Rogan films this stuff like 4 or 5 days before it actually goes up so the dr- the a- the thing aired It was a live, like, you could tune in and listen to it live, but it goes up in its full thing, like, a couple days later, you know. That's how it works. TV show kind of shit, right? Episodes are are filmed, episodes go up live, then episodes go into, like, the archive a couple days after they go live. But enough about this. Anyway... So we'll be checking on that Joe Rogan clip where she announced it, and that should be kind of it. Uh, I have an article with the World Economic Forum involving Tulsi Gabbard I'll end with um, because that's a little bit more of my personal opinion, uh, and we'll get into that. So right here, Tulsi Gabbard leaves Democrat Party, elitist cabal of warmongers. Former Democrat presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announced she left the Democratic Party on Tuesday, denouncing the organization as an elitist cabal. Gabbard, who retired from the House of Representatives in 2021, attacked the institution in a nearly 30-minute video Posted on her YouTube account. She did not announce plans to join the Republican Party or adopt any political affiliations, however. So we're going to watch this right here. Let's see if we can get the uh, ground news. Sure, all my volume's up. Uh Oh.
2: It's under the complete control of an
3: elitist cabal of. Oh, give me one second.
2: I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me.
3: All right, and that's that. Now we'll be going over to an article from the Detroit News. It's a center rating over here on Ground News. Though so I will say, uh, I I'm starting to question Ground News's ability to rate uh, the factuality and leanings of it. Just I don't know. Certain things, in my opinion, are making me like, oh, it's better than NewsGuard. <laughs> and if I come across things I know aren't true, I'll, I'll I do what I do and fact check it on the uh, live stream. But. Well, it's not alive. Anyway, at the Detroit News by Alexander E. Petri. From the Los Angeles Times through Detroit News, Tulsi Gabbard leaves Democratic Party calling it an elitist cabal. Former Rep Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii announced Tuesday she is leaving the Democratic Party saying it is under the, quote, complete control of an elitist cabal and urging, quote, fellow common sense, independent minded dem- Democrats to leave the party with her. So that sort of sounds like a, a, a post-Democrat thing. Here she is in her best uh, rogue cosplay. Quote, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. This is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of, warmonger, of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us up by radicalizing every issue. Racializing every issue. And stoke... Stoke anti-white racism gabber said in a video posted on twitter now i will say <clears throat> any questions i have about her aside, it is a big lightning rod for her to specifically call out anti-white racism because it's something that's really you know people have talked about it they usually get hit with like the oh you're just pushing the great replacement theory uh, theory like uh like john tron for example got hit with it when he was talking about this kind of stuff Carlson got hit with it too. You know, anybody who mentions or touches on this usually gets attacked if they're in a big enough spotlight. So watching people how they try to come at her on this one's a little bit funny. There's some astroturfing around this, so I, I will give her credit for for saying for, for bringing that up. That's a big one. It's a big no no. It's a big t- it, it's forbidden in pretty much every Democrat circle. So I'll I'll give her that one. She alleged the Democrat Party is, quote, actively undermining our God-given freedoms and is dragging the country, quote, closer to nuclear war. She also said the party is hostile towards religious and spiritual people and police and criticized its immigration and national security policies, quote, I believe in a government that is of, by, and for the people, Gabbard said. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not Instead, it stands for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. Well, I'll, I'll use this article as a reference uh, towards the end. The announcement was also the theme of an integral episode of her podcast, quote, The Tulsi Gabbard Show, which launched. Tuesday, according to the podcast trailer, Gabbard will discuss a wide range of issues along, quote, uh, along with, quote, guests from all walks of life and gabbard was elected to congress in 2012 and sought the democrat nomini- nomination for president for president in 2020 throughout her campaign gabbard struggled at the bottom um of a crowded field but she produced plenty of turmoil. I wouldn't say that. That's not fair. Tulsi made a lot of waves. Tulsi, in many ways, outperformed most, if not almost all, the Democrat nominations. She far outcompeted Joe Biden. Joe Biden managed to win. I, she had more of a presence on the trail than Joe Biden did. And she had more people talking about her. Again, conservatives were liking what they were hearing. Democrats liked what they were hearing from her. A lot of people saw her as like, the center kind of a uh, safe option. A. Return to a, a, a return to quo for some Democrats essentially, and she was sort of a bridge between a lot of different political parties. Even some anarchists like Michael Malice had uh, had some like for her, and I think he still does now. Again, I, I have concerns with Tulsi Gabbard that we don't know about her, and there's world economic form connections that need to be close uh, or closely evaluated and questioned about that no one really seems to bring up very often, no matter where she goes. It's a little disappointing to see people like Lou Rakowski not really push it very hard. Unfortunately, and he had the, all the opportunities when she was on Timcast to talk about it. Didn't particularly come up, and she's like, Oh, well, you know, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. But Tulsa Gabriel had quite the poll, too. Plus, she had all of Hawaii behind her. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say she, she struggled at the bottom. She had more of an appro- more people voted for her in the primaries on Super Tuesday than they did for Kamala Harris, and she completely dismantled Kamala Harris. And mind you, Kamala's an establishment fucking pick. They fucking shoehorn Kamala into the, the VP position. So I, that's a bullshit statement. That's a bullshit statement. That's an opinion statement. When you look at the facts of it, and the Democrats, she she destroyed people like Joe Jorgensen. another pseudo uh, pseudo establishment pick. It's just, eh. Nah. I guess it's not enough to be actively anti-Tulsi. You have to be actively anti-Tulsi. Gabbard, who regularly appeared on Fox News, had high profile clashes with former Secretary of State and 2016 presidential nominee Hillary Clinton, who said Gabbard was a favorite of Russians. Gabbard called Clinton the, quote, queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democrat Party. She's right, though and eventually filed a defamation suit against Clinton. She threatened to boycott an October 2019 debate accusing the Democrat National Party and the media of rigging the event. At another debate, Gabbard railed against then-Senator Kamala Harris and her record as California's Attorney General and San Francisco's District Attorney in an attack with misleading accusation. Not true. Not true. Uh, Not true at all, actually. God damn it, I'm gonna end up defending Tulsa Gabbard, aren't I? And that wasn't my intention, but alright. We'll come right back to that one. Gabbard was frequently on the defensive about a controversial and uh, about a controversial and criticized January 2017 meeting with Basar al assad the Syrian dictator known for chemical attacks against his own people. That is a true statement. In March twenty twenty, Gabbard dropped out of the race, one of only three candidates left, and the only woman left. And announced she would back then President Joe Biden. And that's another thing we're talking about now. Misleading accusations. All right. All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's uh, you see the title. This is over on the Daily Wire's YouTube channel, but this is this is the clip. Um, misleading. We'll see. Nope, shit.
2: Conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence, she blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of-
3: Alright, let's just look at that, right? Here's an article that just came out from the Federalist, the link will be in the description below. And this is more for an example, not so much the folks of the news article, so I'm less specific about using things with high factuality, mixed close to high... Whatever, they're citing uh, factual things that have happened. I'm not, this isn't the focus of my news story, is what I'm saying. So, whatever, you get it. Description, article, indescription, got it. Kamala Harris laughs at marijuana use despite putting 1,560 people away for it. By Chrissy Clark, October 9th, 2019, at the Federalist. I don't know why I said a nuance, October 9th, and went retarded. Moving on. Video footage shows Senator Kamala Harris, a Democrat from California, laughing at the use of marijuana after a woman standing nearby said, Good vibes, smells like yoga. Newly released uh, video footage of Senator Kamala Harris, a Democrat from California, laughing at the use of marijuana after a woman standing nearby said, Good vibes, smell like yoga, or weed, Harris said while laughing.
0: Vibes. It's like, yoga. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
3: yoga. Evil bitch. Okay. While well, Attorney General of California from 2011 2017, Harris sent at least 1,560 people to prison over marijuana related offenses. California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation data initially reported by the Free Beacon shows the marijuana administration uh, admissions to California State Prison during Harris tenure. Marijuana offenses boom 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 by far the biggest of their of their prosecutions every year. It is important to note that the decline between two thousand eleven in car- uh <coughs> incaration rates uh, bit my fucking tongue and forgot how to talk. Sorry. Rate in comparison to the twenty twelve incarceration. Why can I not incarceration rate? I don't know why I couldn't get my fucking brain around that one. To the twenty twelve incarceration rate was due mostly to public safety. Realignment Act, not Harris specifically. This is just another example of how Harris' current political positions on marijuana use completely contradicts her prosecutorial record. During an interview earlier this year, Harris admitted to having used marijuana and claims to support legalization of marijuana. If you dislike Harris' hypocritical prosecutorial record, make sure to buy our limited edition Kamala is a cop T-shirt. Oh, I, that just sounds kind of dope. I was like, oh, and here comes the shill. But nope, just. I mean, still is okay. So let's see. What's this link right here? Is it gonna be? It's gonna be the Char, the Charlemagne the God one, isn't it? Boop, boop. Oh, what? Oh shit! I don't know what that video was. I guess it's gone forever. Okay. Wow. Um. Uh, holy shit! Interesting. So that video is just not available anymore. All right, moving on. Good old CNN, always coming through. Clutch. 100% center reporting. I can't help but feel like Ground News is slowly losing its way and I'm going to be back to just having to source my own articles again. I, that's just my opinion. You know, just observations before me. But let's check out the clip. It's going to be an ad because CNN's broke, right? Oh! Oh!
0: I believe we, I believe we need to legalize marijuana. We need to move it on the schedule so that we can um, research the impact of weed on, based on a developing brain. Okay. <laughs>
1: have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. And
0: college, I and I, did I inhale. You I, inhale? Did an, you I didn't. Inhale. Inhale. I did inhale. <laughs> I did inhale. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> But yes, I, I think mean. that it gives a lot of people joy, and we need <laughs> more joy is
3: <laughs> <sighs> She went on to cite incar- uh, incarceration rates for young men of color as one of her reasons to support legalization when she was the nightmare enforcing Biden's 94 crime bill in California. How funny. The fact is, marijuana laws are not applied and enforced in the same way for all people. That's why I signed on to Cory Booker's Marijuana Justice Act to make marijuana legal at the federal level. It's the smart thing to do. Currently speaking politically, yes, it is. Uh, real quick on this one. I think there should be no such thing as a federal crime or a federal law against any um, substance. Now the government can put out uh, like regulations on the factories or the companies or whatever that makes it. If you want to have that argument, I'd still push back on that. But that's just this is just for the sake of basic arguments, right? It that's a Tenth Amendment issue. Cocaine, crack, heroin, pot, all that shit. That's not a federal question. The federal government is not there for that. That is a state-by-state issue. So if Michigan wants to have legalized cocaine and illegal and make marijuana legal, but Ohio wants to do the opposite of that, right? Have illegal cocaine but legal weed. This is a weird timeline. But, you know, whatever. They can do that. And it falls between those states to enforce their specific drug laws across their own borders. handing over to the government to ask them if drugs are okay or not at any given moment is fucking brain dead because it's only going to be okay or not okay based on what is politically sufficient to the people trying to get re-elected re-elected and or established in a specific time in our federal government. I don't I fail to see why why we want the federal government to have any, any say on this. Drug laws, restrictions, legalization, all that shit is a state-by-state issue It needs to be treated as such. There is nothing in the Constitution that indicates that, that the federal government should have anything to say with drugs, legalization or, or or otherwise. You can regulate and maintain the perimeter of the country, you can maintain and keep regulations if they're voted through through the democratic process in our republic, but whatever. Moving on.
2: The California, and she fought to keep (laughs) cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way.
1: Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response.
0: As the elected attorney general of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work, and I am proud of making a decision to not just give fancy speeches or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing the work of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why we created initiatives that were about re-entering former offenders and getting them counseling. The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you
2: did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so there is no excuse for that and the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor oh you owe them an apology our democratic party unfortunately is not the party that is of by and for the people It is a party that has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in Washington, represented by Hillary Clinton and others foreign policy, by the military industrial complex and other greedy corporate interests. Senator Harris, any response?
0: Oh, sure. (laughs) I think that um, it, it's unfortunate that we have someone on the stage who is attempting to be the Democratic nominee for president of the United States who during the Obama administration spent four years full-time on Fox News criticizing President Obama. That's time, Who has spent full-time,
3: that's has spent full-time
0: Ooh, criticizing
3: what people on this. Whoa. Thunder?
0: stage as affiliated with the Democratic Party, when Donald Trump was elected, not even sworn in, buddied up to Steve Bannon to get a meeting with Donald Trump in the Trump Tower, fails to call a war criminal by what he is as a war criminal, and then spends full time during the course of this campaign, again, criticizing the Democratic Party. What we need on the stage, on...
3: Don't question us. Fall in line, cunt.
0: In November, is someone who has the ability to win. And by that, we need someone on that stage who has the ability to go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump and someone who has the ability to rebuild the Obama coalition and bring the party and the nation together. I believe I am that candidate. Thank you, Senator. Um, Congress, yes. Congresswoman Gabbard,
2: I'll give you a chance well, to just
0: well, What Senator Harris
2: is doing is unfortunately continuing to traffic in lies and smears and innuendos because she cannot challenge the substance of the argument that I'm making, the leadership and the change that I'm seeking to bring in our foreign policy, which only makes me guess that she will, as president, continue the status quo, continue the Bush-Clinton-Trump foreign policy of regime change wars, which is is deeply destructive.
3: Alright. Moving on. We have just a couple more things to get into real quick. Let me double check, make sure that's the see. see Gilbert, who regularly appeared on Fox News, had high profile clashes with former Secretary of State and twenty sixteen presidential nominee Hillary Clinton. So Gabber was a favorite of Russians, read that. Let's see. And eventually filed a defamation suit against Clinton. She threatened to boycott an October 2019 debate and accused ugh, the Democrat National Party and the media of rigging the event. At another debate, Gabbard railed against then Senator Kamala Harris and her record as California's Attorney General and San Francisco's District Attorney in an attack with a misleading accusation mm, I don't know everything she said seems like it kind of tracks out she single handedly fucked Kamala Harris's bid for presidency but here's the thing oh, we got one more clip to watch and then I'm gonna uh just read this last little article from the World Economic Forum a part of it that specifically talks about Tulsi and we'll go from there Oh, well, pretty much be over by that point. We're over here at uh, Decentralized Eclipse. give them a subscribe and check this out. <laughs> the Joe
1: Rogan Experience.
2: This is something that I've I've been um, I've been trying to fight against within the Democratic Party back when I was Vice Chair of the DNC. Uh, for years, and it's, it's gotten to a point where um, those who have been in charge for a long time remain in charge, uh, are not willing to change, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the Democratic Party. Is that this big announcement? Yeah. You're leaving the Democratic Party? I'm leaving Party. the Democratic Party because I've tried to enact that change from within, it's not. I I, I. I. don't see the Democratic Party as being savable, and I know that I can make an impact uh, more from the outside. And, I, and and frankly, I just I can't be associated and stand by uh, this this insanity that's been
1: going on and continues to worsen day by day. Are you going to be an independent? Yep. So that's how you're moving forward. Yep. What What is it about this country? that is so politically married to having two teams and two teams only. And how do we fix that? Because there is, there, there is very little room for someone who's a third-party candidate to be taken seriously in this country. And when you do vote for a libertarian, you do vote for an independent, many people think of it as a protest vote. Spoiler. Right? Yeah. Or, or at the very least, you say... You know that—that's that, why I voted for Joe Jordan. That—that is me personally. Why? Because I was like, this—I'm not voting for him and I'm not voting for her. Yeah. Fuck this. And then I'm not voting. Or that, that was with this one. It was Biden actually. But that was also why I was voting for Gary Johnson. It was like I'm yeah. not ugh. voting for her and I'm not voting for him.
3: Ugh, 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 ugh. ugh. Gary Johnson, really? The pseudo-libertarian Jeb Bush, really, dude? That you went with? I mean, I voted John McAfee in 2016, and I did some shit on behalf of the McAfee campaign. And by that, I mean like I just told people John, about John McAfee. <laughs> I don't really do any official work, but I have my official McAfee 2020 hat here. Uh, I always forget to put the picture in, but if I remember, I'll throw a picture. Ah, I'll throw a picture in at the end of it of my hat and my official. Matt, I do have, a, a, a. I bought it from the website, the John McAfee COVID-19, uh, I was like the COVID-19 extra save, thousand percent of effective, Fauci unapproved, so you know it works, Matt, it has some stupid title, but I got that, and it was my mask, this is the mask I wore pretty much all pandemic, so when you see it, you'll laugh, I hope, but really, bro, you couldn't go like a real libertarian, like you know Dave Smith, you could have at least done like a write-in. God, I'm so disappointed. This bald shill voted for Gary Johnson like it was an effective third party option. He's just a liberal. That's it. Like, there's nothing unique about him. He's not. He's like the the old school Libertarian Party before Dave Smith came around. In fact, he is the embodiment of the pre Mises caucus, pre Rothbardian overtaking of the Libertarian Party. Like, what the i f- I'll right.
1: vote for that guy even if he doesn't know where Aleppo is. Like- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. But I don't... Oh. That wasn't that big of a deal to me. That, to me, was it like... It seems
2: like... I mean, it was a big deal at the time, but it seems like so minor now compared to, you know, our vice president standing at the DMZ yeah. saying we are great
1: allies with North Korea what a fuck up uh-huh. that was and that didn't even make the news oh like, but my people gosh. barely talked about it exactly a great partnership with North Korea like what yeah North
3: Korea yeah you're and not the,
1: she didn't even stand there and be like I'm sorry I misspoke right. No. Well, sometimes people like you don't realize your. I do that all the time. Like Jamie will correct me all the time. Well, I'll say something that I thought. I thought I said another thing. Right. And he's like, you said that. I go, oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant yeah. the other thing. Right.
3: It's like when uh, Joe Biden was like, oh, you know, we're going to do military raids in Libya, and then everyone was like, Libya, the fucking. Then the White House immediately did a retraction, saying, no, no, he meant Syria, or some shit. And I was like, "Oh God!" And th- that's the thing—if they would at least be like, "Sorry, it was a miss—we we misspoke" or whatever. But just the dude says one thing, and then White House immediately puts out like a transcript of what Biden said, except for it's edited. It's just so scary. It's so freaky.
1: Because you just—it's just a flub.
2: Yeah. I haven't. I. I guess. I guess the problem
1: mm-hmm. is it comes in a long line of. Clubs. She's oh, and um... she is absolutely terrible. And that is for you. That is where, like everything, sort of soured with you and the Democratic Party was when during the debates, where you accurately pointed out her record. Yeah. And you 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 basically sank any hope that she had of being president because you opened up this discussion that many people are not aware of, about a prosecution record and the things that she's done that are absolutely illegal. Like forcing people to work as labor, as cheap labor for the state to fight wildfires after they're supposed to be released. They did their time. They did their time, and she kept them
2: in prison to use them essentially as slave labor for the state, putting their own lives at risk, forcibly. The the thing about um, my exchange with her on that debate stage. Um, and you take a step back, you got a question like all of those things I brought up on her record, you easily Googleable on the first page. When you look at Kamala Harris's record, all of those things I'd have to dig very deep to see what those issues and problems were with her record. So then the question is, hey, why didn't why didn't anybody in the media ask her these questions about the record that she said, I'm so proud of my record as this and as that, as that all right, cool. Talk about this. This is your record. Talk about these things. No one in the media did that. There's no other candidate on the debate stage who had the balls to bring that up. How, how, how are voters supposed to be able to make their best informed decision when the media and fellow Democratic candidates who are running, who are her opponents in that race, don't have the courage to ask a very factual question? On a record that she says she's proud of
1: do you think that there's a concerted effort to hide that information or do you think that oh, yeah. people recognize sure, sure. That, that 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 that's that's a trap like if, if i do that then it's gonna fuck up my future they're gonna not want me to participate in certain things which most certainly happened to you yes that most certainly happens and, and that shows the double standard i
2: you know I don't know why no one had the courage to ask her those questions, why I was the first person to do it. Uh, if I had to guess, I would imagine it's because she's got friends in high places. I would guess it's because she's a she's a woman of color and no one wants to be seen as the person attacking a woman of color who's running for president. They got no issues attacking me. Uh, <laughs> on a whole host of fronts but because again she she was connected she's playing the game she's somebody that the Democratic Party knows that they can control and that was the thing for me is and and it started years before I ran for president is once the democratic i I went to got elected to congress and they're like oh she's the first this she's the first that she's cool she's going to be one of us we'll put her forward and you know she'll be great new face of the democratic party all these things but then very quickly, they realized, like, I mean, I've, I've always been an independent Democrat. Every race that I've ever run, whether it was for city council in Honolulu or for the state legislature or for Congress, I was never like the party pick, ever. I never won any of those races with the, the Democratic Party saying, all right, hey, we're going to back you up. We're going to send you money. We're going to send the troops out to support you. None of that. It was always been a truly grassroots campaign of the people, which is amazing, they found out very quickly like, oh, okay, she's not somebody that, you know, the puppet masters can control. She's not just going to read the talking points when she goes on TV or stands on the house floor. And, and that's where things started to take a turn um, where those who are in those positions of power said, okay, she's somebody who could expose our weaknesses, expose uh, our insecurities, expose the hypocrisies and our arguments and, uh, and started to create that distance and then resorted to the smear and the discrediting and the attacks and then ultimately like total media blackouts.
3: All right. Cool. Moving on. See, th- th- this drives me fucking crazy. I, I can't look. I-, I have it right here. We're going to look at this. Right? We're going to look at, at, at it. But she's come out. A couple of times where she was like, well, I didn't ask to be put on it. I didn't... I... I. They just put on... They just told me I was doing a good job without asking me if I wanted to be added to their list. But when they added her to the list, which happened multiple times, she thanks them. And only in the last, like, maybe year and a half, she's really been like, ah, oh, no. And it's been very half... It seems... Very half-hearted and kind of two-faced. Mind you, like I said, she's not... She she declared she's leaving one of the two duopolitic parties. Nice. Good for her. At the same time, she, she's not saying anything about, like, I and I will never, ever have any allegiance or any other loyalty or anything to do with the World Economic Forum. She's like, ah, oh, they just put me on that. It's just like, what? what the fuck do you mean they just put they don't ever just put people on the working on Forum is a strict vetting process you need to meet their criteria you need to have that little uh, little behind the doors agreement for them to be like oh okay so you will do what we ask nice but alright alright right here I'm honored to be selected as 2015 uh, young global leader voices representing Hawaii amongst leaders from around the world Tulsi Gabbard I click it to go look at it because I share that video of Hunter and Joe Biden smoking, or of Hunter of Hunter Biden smoking crack, and Joe Biden explaining the ninety-four crime bill. You, you've seen the clip. I posted I posted a link to that, and now I can't log in at all. All right, well that's fun. <laughs> Ah... Uh... Hmm... Um, It'd be like North America. I don't. That's interesting. She's gonna be come up on this, but I'm not crazy. Oh, I won't even go back. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, y'all saw the links. Give me one second. That's interesting. She doesn't even come up on, like, the when I put it on all, she didn't even come up under, like, non-active members. Huh. That's kind of weird. Give me a second. I asked for a little bit of uh, grace here. I always talk shit about Wikipedia and so does the founder of Wikipedia. But... Members and alumni, Tulsi Gabbard, right there. When did I look him up? Who the... Huh. Okay, interesting. But yeah, right here. Notable people who have been part of the Young Global Leaders program includes presidents, former politicians, and civil... Uh, civil servants, United States, Buttigieg, Tom Cotton, Dan uh, Dan Crenshaw, Tulsi Gabbard, I. Patch McCain. Nothing. That's just so fucking weird. Trudeau should be on here somewhere. Uh, no, Trudeau's on that too. A couple strict names, so I don't think I'll actually look these up. Um. Uh, that's kind of interesting just sort of strict let's see the program was founded by Klaus Schwab of the Econ- of World Economic Forum in 1993 under the name Global Leaders for Tomorrow and was renamed to Young Global Leaders in 2004 Schwab created the group with one million one from the Dan David Prize of uh, and the inaugural 2005 class comprised of 237 young leaders reception business weeks bruce uh Nasbaum described the young global leaders ah shit i supposed to have that i meant to post this I meant to put i meant to click post <sighs> damn it all right well it's published now that's fucking sucks all right i'm just Failing today. Uh, Young Global Leaders as the most exclusive private social network in the world. Well, the organization itself describes the selected leaders as representing, quote, the voice of the future and the hopes of the next generation. Creepy. Representing 70 different nations, young leaders, uh, young global leaders are nominated by alumni to serve six-year terms and are subject to veto during the se- selection process. Candidates must be younger than 38 years old at the time of acceptance, meaning active YGLs are 44 and younger, the highly accomplished and are highly accomplished in their fields. Over the years, there have been many hundreds of of honorees including several popular celebrities alongside recognized high achievers and innovators in politics, business, academia, media, and the arts. Controversy. Michael Rapinel, a Canadian conservative politician, says she found out she had been selected as a young global leader. Wait, would Tulsi be in here then? Dan Crenshaw let's see. Yeah, Crenshaw Republican Texas was selected as a young global leader in 2019. According to podcaster Tim Poole, <laughs> Crenshaw explained the Young Global Leaders' list uh, editorial list of prominent young leaders and people that uh, there is no communication or agreement before being put on their website. Alright, let's see. Uh, there are no records of Putin or Trudeau ever being named as Young Global Leaders. I'm looking for Tulsi. I don't see Tulsi mentioned. Fuck all other than that one thing up there. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Yeah, there's not... It's a little weird. Is oh, it shift? No. Is it F one, F two? That's not it. Huh. Shift F. I don't remember. Oh well. That's interesting. I can't. So, she was listed. She thanked them. Just can't seem to find fuck all about her actually saying or doing anything with it. Alright, well, that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm going to go try and figure this out. I'm going to try and get an episode out all about Operation Mockingbird. Uh, I'm going to try... I'm not making any obligations here yet. Because i got to try and figure out what I'm going to do with it. But, uh, I'm thinking on Saturday and Sunday I'll do like one upload for both those days. And it'll be a like kind of like creepy... Thing, conspiracy theory, that kind of shit. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, powered by Sin Media. Please like, share, comment, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. An audio version of this will go up on the hour before the video version of this episode goes up on the podcasting apps. This one will probably be up around five in audio form. Or uh, maybe, yeah, about let's say five around. Around 5 audio format, and then it will be uploaded in a video format at 7. I'll uh, be continuing to upload episodes to Facebook and other platforms like that. They're all going to be archived episodes, so forgive the weirdly late. They might seem like they're old episodes, and that's because they are. Uh, and that's it. All right. Catch you guys later.
1: is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.